Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kiwi and BP. Hello. Hi. Today, we're going to be playing Distilled, designed by Dave Beck, developed by Richard Woods. The artist is Eric Evanson, and it was published in 2022 by Paverson Games. Is this the first game for all of them? I think, yeah. You have inherited an abandoned distillery from a distant relative and are now tasked with bringing your family's business back to its former glory. Over the course of seven rounds, you will acquire ingredients, items, receipts, and upgrades to create the world's most renowned spirits. Whoever has the most spirit points at the end of the game earns the title of Master Distiller. The mechanics are hand management, income, market, pusher luck, and set collection. And the box art? And that's... That's recipes and not receipts. Oh, recipes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'll, I'll be checking those receipts, <laughs> Checking too, those receipts. I assure you. Yep. So the box art uh, is a kind of a cartoonish-looking thing of a yeah. maybe a distilling contraption uh, in a barrel room with a woman wine tasting. Uh, a washback. I, I learned that, that that's what that's called. You distill in a mm-hmm. washback. All right. Well, there's just uh, a lot of things yeah, I don't I like, know about this process. Yeah, it's, yeah it is separate some, from fermentation. Yeah, she's got some uh, different bottles or different glasses. I think all those glasses are meant for specific types of spirits. You got like a whiskey tumbler mm-hmm. there and a, a bourbon glass and then like different bottles of spirits that are not labeled so they could be anything and then you got your traditional corn and wheat and barley sure, sure. barley i feel okay. like that's something you use to make make alcohol hops those are a thing right? uh, and uh yeah the distiller there has a, a very smug grin on their face like they've just created some sort of magic yeah i mean it kind of is i mean yeah in theory Actually, the history is linked to alchemy, a.k.a. magic. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so based on all this, would you pull it off a shelf? Kiwi. Um, so the alcohol theme doesn't really intrigue me, uh, and the art doesn't really draw me to it. Um, so I would say I, I don't think I would. Uh, yeah, same. Um, I, I don't, don't know alcohol. Um, the art is just very... I don't know. It's both busy and boring. Yeah, it seems not finished. I feel like. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think it would jump my attention. Distilled is kind of a. I don't know. Just just seems kind of bland to me. BP. I can tell you when you look up how to play distilled, you get a lot of distilling safety tips <laughs> videos on YouTube. So, so we're gonna play I mean- safely. Yeah. That's good because, you know, some of the history of distillations was not always safe. Um, I mean, we do like push your luck uh, and kind of the idea of income market uh, type games. And I, on the other hand, usually do enjoy um, a, a distilled beverage uh, on occasion. Um, and I don't think the art is that off-putting. It's... Uh, I mean, it's not any different than some others. So, I mean, it might not like be grabbing your attention, but even like the distilled reminds me of some of the like labels 
or different uh, spirits as well. Uh, and it's kind of catchy with the spirited strategy game. So I might turn my head and uh, take a second look at it. I will say we're we're one sheep and or puffin goose away from a Clemens from I was going to say that too. On the art, yes. Yeah. It does feel that way. How do we think it's played? We don't have much to go on. Um, well, hand hand of, yeah, hand of cards, income from selling spirits, I assume. That's where we get our receipts from. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, you got something with those receipts. We got to acquire ingredients and things to to make our. Yeah. And then there's going to be a market. So, like, obviously, I'm going to be making mm-hmm. the vodka and you'll be doing the scotch. <laughs> I love all these questions. <laughs> yes, these are distilled spirits. And then we're going to be collecting a set of. Um, what are we collecting a set of? The ingredients to make the uh, beverage. It's more resource management. Set collection is usually a the end product, right? So you want the most yes. barrels of something? There you go. Sets of barrels. That's our goal. How are we pushing our luck here? Well, you could uh you could you could explode the so says it's the, just Quaxaquinlinburg. Yes. Okay, so it's Quaxaquinlinburg, but with spirits. Yes. Got it. I mean, you could blow blow up your still. Yeah, yeah. that's what Quax You're, did, right? It's true. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. I was like, what what other way can you be pushing your luck here? But I think we're exploding. All right, uh, the history of exploding, BP. Yes. Um, I mean, to a certain extent, that is somewhat how uh, distillation came to be. Um, it's not as as old as other fermented or alcoholic beverages. Um, kind of the idea behind like early beers and wines was that the fermentation process was potentially um accidental and you cannot distill accidentally like it it is definitely a process that has alchemic or what we would now call you know chemistry uh properties to it um some of the it's really cool though because we have lots of really interesting early documents uh about some of the early distillation processes obviously most of those for kind of in the western tradition are from early greeks and romans um in fact, one of the early uh, distillers um, with a, a and normally these were based off of wines that then were um, subject to a process of burning to to be able to get right like this extra level uh, that they called boiling. So they would add things like salt to the wine, uh, apply it to some fire um, to get uh to get something new out of it. And part of the process initially with some of these early alchemists uh, were to actually find new metals. So they weren't necessarily trying to make new beverages. They were trying to really kind of practice alchemy, practice magic. And so like one of the first dudes uh, in basically uh, the early part of the Roman empire uh, was actually expelled from Rome for practicing magic. And his are some of the earliest recipes we have. Um, another early um, uh, practitioner, you might say, uh, came out of Alexandria, Egypt, which again, thinking about the where kind of maths and science and math and, you know, all kinds of 
new ideas were coming from in the ancient world, uh, Alexandria, Egypt was the place, right, with its huge library. Um, and so all we have is that there's this um, woman in the first century uh, of the common era called Maria the Jewess. Uh, and uh, she basically was trying to find uh, different things for, again, finding gold coloration without actual gold. So that whole idea of, right, using alchemy to to create gold is the, the actual uh, process for distillation. Uh, it began to be refined, uh, applied with fire, right, kind of burning off to create like these strong elixirs. Um, by the kind of medieval period, you even have Islamic scholars uh, who are practicing distillation, not for recreation. So none of these early attempts were were based for a recreational beverage. They were usually trying to create different types of elixirs um, by the, the medieval period uh, for ritual and medicinal uses, especially coming out of the subcontinent of India. Uh, you'll have by that medieval period, uh, right, kind of the more sophisticated medical practices. Those will make their way westward with the Islamic empires and then eventually will make their way into Europe as well. So much so that by the 14th century, you start to have monasteries being able to take over the practice. Again, usually for either ritualistic purposes or medicinal purposes, it wouldn't become something that was going to be part of um, kind of recreational uh, use until you would get to the 16th and 17th centuries. And then you start actually seeing primary source evidence that um, especially, right, aqua vita, right, uh, the water of life uh, was something that could be used uh, for recreational purposes instead of, say, wine or beer. And then obviously in the more modern period, I mean, by the 18th century and 19th century, right, um, gin shops became a real issue in uh, industrial London because, right, it was very cheap and easy to make. Uh, also, sometimes, again, not very safe because the whole process could lead to uh, kind of very high contents and sometimes not even sure what always went into the distillation process. Um, and so, again, could be sometimes a dangerous um, process as well. Uh, by the 20th century, and especially uh, in the United States, and I'd say even more so by the 21st century, you start to have uh, kind of the, the trend with most uh, kind of alcoholic adult beverages these days going to these kind of micro local uh, shops as opposed to these big, right, uh, companies. So, you know, you can think like, for your vodka, like absolute, or you can think about, you know, some of the, the local companies that are trying to brew their own or distill their own, uh, vodkas or gins, um, as well. So, uh, that was a really brief one, but it is super interesting to think about it not being used as necessarily this beverage that we've kind of come to think of it as, but as a, Again, kind of an alchemic, magical type practice that then made its way into medicine. And again, a lot of the early sources were either for uh, magical uses or medical uses until really uh, kind of the more modern periods, if you will. All right. Uh, so you guys want to know how to play? 
It's, yes. we, are, we played a Quacks of Quinlanburg. We're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So as the description says, we are all brand new distillers trying to rebuild the family distillery to its former glory. Just what the world needs. Another artisanal spirit with Ryan Reynolds or George Clooney as our spokesperson. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, the goal is to have the most spirit points, which we earn mainly through selling spirits, but also from claiming spirit awards, upgrading our distillery, achieving goals, and collecting bottles. The first player is randomly chosen, but the rulebook says you could also be the last person to visit a distillery. I don't think I have ever visited a distillery. I don't even know what that is. I mean, mean, I know what it is, but like, I've never... (laughs) (laughs) I've never been to a place and, oh, look, there's a distillery over there. Let me visit no, there is one down the road from us, but I've never been to it. Um, but I've been to a meadery recently. Yeah, I mean, I've been to well, a yeah, meadery. I've been, I've been to a, a vineyard. I feel like they're all different, right? Yeah, they're all. I feel like they're all different. So we'll just have to randomly choose since none of us have actually been to a distillery. Uh, the game. I think the closest I've ever been to one is I've been like one or two counties over from where they make Jack Daniels, but. There's there's one just off the road by where the apartment like a like a real one not like a not like a micro distillery I'm talking something that people How know is about. a micro distillery not a real distillery I don't know okay I would and I, that's, can, I can and only think about Bush there. Gardens when we rode the monorail over to the brewery that's what I'm picturing yeah. but like for but again a brewery not for, a distillery yeah for whiskey or something I just. Blew off all of our micro distillery fans. Yeah, I can't yeah, believe So we just that. lost that fan base. Uh, <laughs> the game takes place over seven rounds. At the start of each round, we'll go in turn order, resolving any start of round actions before going into the four phases of the round. So the first phase is the market phase. This is where we're going to acquire uh, recipes or Eric can get receipts. Uh, ingredients, <laughs> items, and distillery upgrades. So in turn order, players can purchase recipe cubes, uh, which give you uh, abilities to get other um, spirit recipes. You can get basic ingredients or item cards, premium ingredients or item cards, or distillery upgrade cards. We continue until all players have passed. Once a player passes, they no longer participate in the phase. Only two basic ingredients can be purchased per round per player. Only two basic. Um, and before moving to the next phase, we'll discard the rightmost card of the premium markets shift the remaining cards to the right and draw a new card from the deck. So there's always four cards face up. Then we go into the distill phase. This will be simultaneous. So in the distill uh, phase, we're going to add ingredients to our washback, add a barrel and collect a spirit label if we're able to successfully distill a spirit. So this, um, so each player will trade exactly one ingredient or item for a basic ingredient or of equal or lesser value from the basic market and you cannot trade away yeast or alcohol. Uh, Next, place all ingredients you don't want to use in your pantry for later rounds, and those you wish to use go into your washback. Again, that's the name of the big container that we use to ferment stuff in. Uh, At least one card must go in the yeast, sugar, and water slots in the washback. There's no limit on the number of cards you can put in each slot as long as they're all the same. Uh, And all the same, like, Only sugars go into the sugar. There are different types of sugar in the game. Uh, Next, add one alcohol card for each card in your sugar slot. Shuffle all the cards in the washback with the added alcohol cards and then return the top and bottom cards to your pantry. Hmm. Apparently, these are called uh, the head or four shots and the tails or the feints. And they're impure bits, but they can be used for future distilling. Hmm. So thematically, that's why we remove the top and bottom. 
Next, we're going to reveal the remaining cards, and if they match the requirements of one of your recipes, and you have the proper barrel, you've captured a spirit or distilled it. I just, every time I wrote spirit, I thought ghost. So yeah, that's what I keep thinking. Associated with magic, so. If there are still labels for that recipe, then you claim it for extra points. If your ingredients match more than one recipe, you have to pick one. You can only distill one spirit per round. Uh, Next is the sell phase. So we're gonna bottle our spirits. We're gonna score spirit points and receive money and take label bonuses. So if a recipe has a non-age icon, it looks like an hourglass that's uh, crossed out, you have to sell it that turn because it's a spirit that doesn't get aged. Uh, Spirits with an age icon, so it'll be a hourglass that isn't crossed out, have to be aged for at least one round before they can be sold. So uh, in turn order, you're gonna take a spirit stack created in the previous phase uh, or in a previous round if you're selling an aged one and add a bottle from your storeroom then add up all the values on those cards as well as the recipe value. So in the top left, there's gonna be a money icon and in the bottom left, there'll be spirit points. So you're gonna earn both money and spirit points uh, for the thing that you're selling. And then when you age it, uh, you can have uh, flavor bonuses and aging bonuses as well. So you'll get the money and you'll advance along the spirit point track. If you have a spirit label, you can add it to your bonus section on your distillery board and then immediately gain that bonus. And then if you used your starter metal barrel or glass bottle, those go right back to your pantry. Uh, and then return everything else uh, to the discard piles, which is a board that looks like a truck. Uh, and then any premium bottles from a pile next to your distillery. So return all the cards to their appropriate discards. And then From there, we go into the age phase. So you're going to age your spirits in your warehouse to add flavor and prestige. So spirits that can be aged sit in your storeroom. You can only ever have two spirits in your storeroom at one time. Uh, And you'll add a flavor card face down to your spirit barrel. So you won't know exactly what they are. So stuff like cinnamon or melon. Um, I was watching a playthrough and somebody drew plastic. So their alcohol tasted like plastic. And it was like, it didn't, it gave negative spirit points, Mm -hmm. but you won't know until you, you get done. So at the end of the round in turn order, players check to see if they fulfilled any spirit awards and gain the associated spirit points if they did. So it'll be things like sell an age spirit. Um, And then if more than one player fulfilled it that round, then the points are split up and then you flip over that spirit uh, award because it can't be earned again in later rounds. It cannot be earned again in later rounds. If you didn't sell any spirits, you can also offer a tasting tour. Mm. So you can give spirit points away, up to four of them, and you can earn one money for each spirit point that you gave away. So you have potential to get four money if you need it. And then at the end of round seven, the game is over. After the seventh round, the game ends and players will gain additional spirit points from the spirits still in their warehouse. Uh, They'll get points for using premium bottles from the same regions. Uh, Distillery upgrades, goals achieved, and any remaining money. So every five rounded down. Player with the most points earns the coveted title of Master Distiller. And tie goes to the player with the most money remaining. So that's all of our distilling safety tips. Well, let's distill. We just finished a game of Distilled. To recap, Kiwi had 76 clay points. 
BP had 90 whiskey points, and I had 91 murder you with alcohol points. <laughs> Winning stra- I just tried to make my signature drink, I guess. Um, Which apparently I- was murder whiskey. Well, I had a thing that added alcohol, and then I was trying to get a bunch of grain, so I didn't accidentally like draw out my grain and lose it. So it just ended yep. up being a ton of alcohol. Up until that point, I really didn't know what was happening. So I don't think I had much of another strategy. So I was really just going for the signature drink. Uh, BP? Uh, I was also trying to make my signature drink and then try to get at least one of my goals, which was the America's goal. Um, but it was a little trickier. The goals were kind of hard because like, I drew a goal that was like, you want fruit drinks but then we drew my person and it was like mm-hmm. you're a rye person or whatever and it was like well i guess i just won't do that goal then i don't know yeah yeah i, I just went ahead conflicting. did my goal anyway kiwi strategy uh yeah i was trying to do the same thing my problem is is i tried one of i tried a a, a drink once that i didn't really have a good fallback for so and then i drew off the one thing that i needed to keep uh, and then my fallback was one of the two basic mm-hmm. spirits. So then it just turned into like a really expensive. Moonshine. Like, yeah. Well, I, I wish it was moonshine because I had a bottle for moonshine. But no, it just, been, it just turned into really expensive vodka. Mm. And had I had a fallback, which I didn't get until the next turn, I could have at least made something that was a bit more in terms of spirit points. So I think mm. I feel like that really cost me because I only got like a, I spent a lot of money to get all the ingredients and stuff that I needed. Cause I was trying to make like a really premium version of it. And then it turned into just premium crap vodka. Yeah. And it cost me <laughs> a ton. Cause then I, I, it took me a while to build back. And unfortunately mm-hmm. that happened like turn five. And I think that's why there was such a big disparity between me and the both of you. Yeah. Because of that. Cause I, I had a couple bad ones where I just ended up with moonshine or vodka, but like I didn't put a lot into it. I don't think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then my next two rounds, like when I put stuff to something, it was like, I really put stuff like I made sure there was enough that when I pulled off cards, like I was not going to lose out on what I needed. Yeah. Theme. Did you feel like uh, you were distilling spirits? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll be honest. I, I, and I think some of this came out in the rule book too. I felt like some of the mechanics that they chose, like, Whoever made the game, I feel like probably does distilling as like a hobby, mm-hmm. like makes their own spirits because I felt like they were extremely knowledgeable. There was like little bits in the rule book that were like, you know, that the thing about the the fours and the and the and the fates mm-hmm. or whatever, like mm-hmm. I didn't just know that that was like in their instruction book. So I thought that was interesting. And the fact like the ingredients, like, yeah, I think generally we were saying like, oh, I want the corn. I want the whatever. We weren't saying like, oh, I need a grain and just right. taking that. Well, it's because they're um, printed on the card. Yeah, but I I felt like, you know, I was yeah, making recipe. I I did. I I felt like I was trying to distill spirits. Yeah. Um I mean, I was so I was thinking about this a little bit ago. It it definitely is something that is is mixing a recipe-based something. Was it necessary? I mean, I don't know the process for distilling very well. Um I f- and I don't know what the what the push your luck necessarily was for the element. I know that's mechanics won't get there yet, but um the the flavor of the cards helps with it being 
say a distilling versus saying you're yeah. making cakes yeah. or something like that. But I think the fact that just, it was like cards instead of tokens really helped mm-hmm, that out. Mm-hmm, I think if it were just mm-hmm. tokens, maybe we would have just been gener- give me a red. But since they're mm-hmm. on cards, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I don't really know anything about distilling, so I don't know <laughs> if this theme made me. Uh, yeah, I agree. It feels like maybe a recipe um, <laughs> where you're putting stuff together. I don't. I don't know if the stuff that came out in the rule book really came across in the game. Like, I don't think I learned anything about distilling, right? Really, other than have That's a fancy fun. glass bottle <laughs> to sell it in. But yeah, so uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> That you need your basic ingredients are yeast, some kind of sugar, and water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned that. But mm-hmm. I don't really know what the difference between distilling and brewing is. Then still, because right. that didn't. Because really... I think with brewing, you don't need the sugar added. Yeah. The sugars are generally already in the products that are being distilled. Uh, distilling. Instead of bottling your beer or wine, you will now simply transfer the fermented liquid to your distiller. Distil- distillation is really just the boiling and recondensing of liquid, and that liquid could be water, perfume, essential oils, mm-hmm. or alcohol. All right, table presence. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think overall, like the initial thought is that it was a little overwhelming because there were just like a lot of cards everywhere and not even to get into the tabletopia aspect of it but just like there was just there's there everywhere the cards themselves however had nice art i thought um and flavor text to them so to speak but yeah i don't know Sure. If I, I was walking by, I mean, I then might you stack them a lot. Yeah, yeah, that was true. You're right. I kept complaining about that too. Well, I feel like that stack that's that was a tabletopia thing, but I think it's one of those things well, no, that we've I'm complained like about if, in the past. Yeah, we've complained yeah. about in the past. Like we have cards with nice art. Mm-hmm. You want to see them, but you end up stacking them or putting them face right. down where you can't even see the art. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, all right, great, you spent this money and put this art in the cards, but now I don't get to look at it for any of the game Mm -hmm. it is kind of nice like like, i do like the idea of like you've got the stack of cards and that represents your recipe that's kind of neat um but yeah it kind of takes away all the art uh mechanics kiwi uh was not quacks equivalent it was not so back to bp's question about which parts are the push your luck i think there were two pieces of push your luck the first was shuffling up the cards of your recipe and pulling off the top or the bottom Because you could end up like me and pulling off that one sugar that I needed and it turns into vodka instead of the nice thing that that I wanted. Push your luck or is that just luck? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because usually push your luck, you're like pushing yourself further and further. But this one, you're actually mitigating it by adding more and more onto the card. So hopefully you don't draw that. I guess that's true. Maybe the push your luck is the aging because you could end up you could end up like Eric and have a nice fruity vanilla aftertaste and instead you end again, up with a you're not pu- like tires. i don't know that you're pushing yeah. it because yeah, again right. pushing i feel like is that you know you keep laying down the cards or whatever do until I, like, do i draw one more right yeah. it's, it's yeah. blackjack or right? that's the most yeah exactly raw push your luck do i go hard yeah do i go hard and bust do i stay i didn't mm-hmm. feel like that happened in this game but on the other hand the set collection too i don't know that that came out very strongly the set collection one was hard because like you had to spend money on the bottles and then it was just like it, it was like yeah. do i spend money on bottles or do i spend it on ingredients, ingredients and it was like right. i almost always went for ingredients there were a couple times where it was like oh that's a fun barrel 
Yeah. Or a fun bottle. I'm going to grab it. But other than that. I think that's how we bought our bottles. I did my one that was America because I knew I was going for American meat products, but that's about it. I bought one for my, your my British Korean person. spirit. Yeah. Oh, your Korean. Yeah. But, yep. I, I think the core of the game, like the whole you put a recipe together, you shuffle it up, you discard some things, and you kind of see what you ended up with was kind of co- was cool. I like that. There was just a lot of other stuff on top of it that was like, it's like one of those games where I wish they just focused in on the core of the game more and not added so much other stuff. Yeah. Because um, I thought the core was fun, like building a little recipe, seeing what you ended up with. That that was kind of neat. But I, like you said, the set collection like, eh, and the bunch of the other stuff. I just kind of was like, I don't know. It felt like too much to me. Uh, rules. How is it learning the game, BP? I think once we got going, it was fine. It seemed very complicated even trying to follow along or listen to the rules. <laughs> I think like once, well, and there were some hiccups, like, I don't know. Yeah, this one took me a while to figure out. I There was so much going on. I didn't understand half the terminology. It was but Yeah, there were a lot of little confusing. rules that I think made it more complicated than it needed to be. Like, it, I think maybe that's just the signatures and the signatures should be harder because they are worth like so many points. But um. And maybe it's just the first time playing through and now you know to flip over that card and, you know, knowing to flip cards over to make sure that you're reading these things and you're pulling the things when you need to be pulling them. And yeah. yeah. There's and also, just a yeah, lot like, of little okay, steps. Now I, a lot of admin too. Like I got to remember, mm-hmm. did I draw two or one? So right. oh, you're supposed to set these to the side. And then uh, the bottles you don't return to the deck. These are you also set to the side because they have a different scoring. There's right. like a lot of like... Yeah, a lot There's of like not admin the consistency. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that just made it all harder to learn, and it felt like there was so much going on. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the, the rule book was laid out okay. They actually have some really good examples for like all the elements because, and I think that's good. There, there was like a, I think they call it a first taste, mm-hmm. where it kind of gives like a a, a playthrough walkthrough, which might have been helpful, but I didn't really thought it. I didn't. I couldn't find it and then I just found it. So, mm. but I went with just, Hey, we're just going to play. Like we always play. We'll just figure it out, figure it out. Uh, you know, we'll do some of the recommended stuff. Like, you know, it says like, Hey, play with the first test or flight flight test alpha. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and go from there. Cause they're like simpler recipes and stuff. So, um, but the rule book is like, it's okay. I mean, it was a draft version as, as well still because mm-hmm. uh, this is a Kickstarter. I'm not sure that it's fulfilled yet. I think it's in the process of fulfilling. Um, but I would like to see, you know, if I was going to look at it, I would want to see a, a kind of a a little bit better rule book in terms of like right now it, it looks like a draft because mm-hmm. it's all in a white background, which, you know, typically most right, rule books right, right. aren't. So it looks unfinished. But all the information was there and it wasn't hard to find. But like you guys are saying, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And so because it's a lot, there's like little things that you miss kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my biggest complaint was with the signatures because they have it listed out in a couple places. So like on your person card, it's got it listed out, but it's not the recipe. It's just, hey, right. your person, you, you know, your signature has grain sugar in it. And then the front of your label has the same thing. You have to flip the label over right. to then yeah. get the actual recipe. And like, if you don't notice that, especially when you're playing in a digital medium like this, right. I don't know to flip it over. So like, if you're going to list it out, it needs to be 
even non-digital thing. like it looks like a recipe unless yep, you flip it, it over and then you get a more recipe and yeah, I, I mean exactly. it, we had to like retroactively like roll back a whole turn twice so yes pretty yeah. big pretty big deal to th- i think um player interaction no yeah <laughs> but i think the only thing was that we were all going for grain so there was at least a little bit of like bumping into each other over drafting cards or whatever dra- yep. buying cards but like that was kind of just probably wouldn't happen normally we just all three had grain people we might not pick that if yeah not, yeah that's true going into it and then yep. you would just have no issue with like really maybe a couple cards here and there but yeah yeah and i feel like it went faster than like say some of the other games we've played where there's minimal you know interaction uh because there were was some of this simultaneous play so mm-hmm. it didn't seem as taxing to wait until like it came around to my turn again to figure out what i needed to do since the only thing that you really would be interacting would be during the market phase right yep. yeah and everything and, else is just si- almost pretty much simultaneous yeah and even with everybody going with grains i never felt hampered yeah i was i always no. felt like i had options and that kind of that's more of the takes a, taking away from player interaction. Mm-hmm. So, yep. All right. Um, would you play it again, BP? I'm torn on this one. Um, I like the idea of it. I like the idea of recipes and trying to put things together. But I feel like there's other games out there that might be more fun. Yep. <laughs> And so I guess my, you know, I like to come down on one side of the fence to help with Kiwi on this one. But I feel like I'm almost in this Kate situation where I like there's these certain situations where I might do it. Like I know I do have some friends who are very much into, you know, more the distilled out the distilled spirits and maybe it would be fun to sit down and play it with somebody who's really into distilled spirits but i definitely would not be seeking this out I, again i think i like the idea of the recipe building but i know there's so many other things i mean just we played vitic vitic vitty world viticulture world viticulture world the other day and for me that i mean it's got almost the spirits, right? It's got wine and you've got your orders that you're trying to fulfill and put together these same things. So I don't know. I think there's other games that do that kind of itch for me. So is that a no? Then? Yes. Okay. Wait. It is a no. Okay. <laughs> I know how he likes to have his, yeah. his, his yeah. yes Stats. and no. Um, I'll, I'll come down on one side of the fence and say no. <laughs> yeah. Um, it- like I said, I like the core mechanic. I'd be interested if they took something similar and did a different game with it. Um, mm-hmm. The theme, I don't care about distilling. Um, and then just kind of like you said, there was too much admin and other stuff built onto it to try to make it more complicated than it needed to be. I, I, I agree. I kind of halfway through, I was like, this just isn't that fun. <laughs> Um, it kind of got a little more fun towards the end when we were trying to go for our signature recipes. Yeah. But like, I feel like that could be the game. Is it's like a game of like complicated signature recipes that you're trying to make and some push your luck trying to get there and with the same sort of build it out mechanic. I don't know. But so I, I like parts of it, but overall, I, I don't see myself coming back to it. Yeah, I'm in. The, I'm in the same boat. I agree with Eric. I think there are elements of this game that like the core mechanic of the game is good. Like I, I liked that portion of the recipe and like pulling stuff off mm-hmm. and like figuring out what you had at the end. 
I wish it was a different theme because like distilling, it just isn't for me. Like you were like, oh, it could be something else. I was like, it, it could just be baking. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. yep. you, you, you could have the same thing in baking and you like so many people got into baking during the pandemic that mm-hmm. I, I feel like that theme is going to be more universal to a lot more people. But then when I think about it, be like, oh, it's just cooking. I'll just play Kitchen Rush. Yeah, I, I was thinking about Kitchen Rush when I was thinking about this. And, and I think the only thing, the only, the only thing that would say like, oh, I, I would play a baking version of distilled over Kitchen Rush is if I'm trying to, I don't want a hectic, like I, I'm not looking for the chaos right now. Like I, right. just, I just need a game where Which, it's not chaotic. So then I'm not going to do Kitchen Rush. I'm going to do you know the baking version of distilled instead. Then go for Coffee Roaster. But that's a solo game. Right. If I want to play it with other people. But there's so little interaction. How You know, like, yeah. are you what? Like trying to bake like the best cake now? Okay. Okay. Well, I see this game it, here. It, it could be that or everybody could have their own bakery. And like, you're trying to get people to come to your bakery that like everybody's got cupcakes, you know? The core <laughs> mechanic could be made more interactive because the interactive part would come down to more and how you collect the ingredients. But I, mm. I think the interesting thing is... Are we coming up with a different game? We are yeah. coming up with a different game. What, what if, what if you could, it's a, it's a, it's a baking competition. Uh, yeah. And the, and there, there's a little bit of take that and you could like adjust somebody's oven just a little bit. Oh, that is mean. <laughs> yeah. I love right, it. Sorry, I, okay. but I, was, I think the interesting part is like you put all this stuff together and then see what comes out, which I feel like with distilling, like, I feel like you know what you're making when you go into it. So almost more of maybe like this could be a good like witchcrafty type game of alchemy mm-hmm. where like you don't know what you're making you sort of just throw the ingredients in and see what comes out and then you're like trying to do stuff i don't know yeah that would work too but now now i want to make chopped the board game <laughs> or, or uh cut, cutthroat kitchen cutthroat kitchen the board game so that was um not any of those other games that we made up <laughs> that was distilled uh, so if you have any recommendations of food games, recipe games, or otherwise, just send them our way. Uh, you can do so via email at firstturntabletop at gmail or Twitter, Instagram. We are at firstturncast. And the podcasting camel says um, he's just throwing a little juniper into a boiling pot of water and he just looks over and says please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. Well, I think it's going to murder somebody, but I did it. Holy shit. (laughs) That's so much alcohol. You know, this is very fitting. I'm going to sell it in my skull bottle. I like how I've gotten like vanilla, caramel, fruity, and you've <laughs> and gotten, gotten tires and seaweed. Oh, good. My signature tastes like plastic. Mine tastes like piney cinnamon. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs>